Welcome to the Cold Steel Surgical Podcast with your hosts, Amir Farouk and Chad Ball. Dr. Rivard, thank you so much for joining us today on the Cold Steel Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure um, to have you on the show and uh, to hear about the the Winnipeg or the University of Manitoba program. So, can you tell us a little bit about what makes the University of Manitoba General Surgery program special? So, um, well, thanks, uh, Amir, for having me. It's it's uh, I'm really excited to be here tonight as well. Um, I, you know, I think what makes the University of Manitoba program special, there's really a couple things. One, you know, we are a, a small to mid-sized program. Um, I think that uh, for us, that actually works in its favor. We, we have a, a pretty equal ratio of staff to residents. Um, and so, you know, as, as, as the residents progress through, uh, we all get to know them really, really well. And so when you get to know the residents and the residents get to know the staff, uh, both people have uh, invested interests in each other. And so there's just that really good uh, collegial group. Um, you know, their successes are our successes. And, and obviously that is uh, really important um, for the for the trainees and for the staff as well. Um, the other thing that I think makes our program special is um, the residents do a, a dedicated three months of endoscopy. And so it's not a rotation on the gastroenterology service. It's, it's actually three months dedicated endoscopy with surgical endoscopists. And so it's it's scoping all day, every day. And so um, getting their numbers to be competent by the time they're they're done and attendings and being able to go anywhere and scope um, is, is very easily done in our program as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, Dr. Halawa, I'm sure we'll, we'll whip anybody into shape so that's great <laughs> so um tell me uh, a little bit about the kind of the structure of the program um you know, what what are the years kind of look like uh, is it pretty consistent from resident to resident or is it pretty individualized so you know it, it it is individualized um to to a degree you know we have um the way that our rotations are, are spread out is they're all individual subspecialty rotations so we have our surgical oncology rotation, we have our hepatobiliary rotation, we have our acute care rotations, our trauma rotations, uh, colorectal, and then our minimally invasive bariatrics, and then our community surgery. And so the way it typically works is that the residents will do uh, essentially all of those rotations as a, as a junior learner, um, spending a, a couple months on the service, and, uh, and then they will um, come back again as a senior learner. So they, they get to do the rotations from a junior perspective where they really get to focus on some of the foundational knowledge behind those subspecialties. And then when they come back as uh, a senior, then they uh, can build upon that knowledge. And then they're, you know, um, able to do a lot more in the OR. They have more decision making ability in the clinic. They can come up with their own plans and just kind of see a lot of that knowledge come through to fruition. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, how long everybody spends on each rotation can be a little bit tailored. Uh, typically, everybody does a, a month of trauma every year and a month of acute care surgery every year. But the other rotations, they might just do one as a junior, one as a senior. Every once in a while, they might um, do, you know, maybe two as a senior, one as an early senior, one as a late senior. And it, it also kind of is tailored depending on what they want their future career path to be as well. And then that pediatric sounds... surgery, I should say as well. They, they do sometimes pediatric surgery uh, as a junior resident as well. 
Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Um, you know, you kind of alluded to some of the strengths of uh, of the program. Um, anything else that you'd like to highlight about the the University of Manitoba General Surgery Program? So, um, you know, I think that a couple other things that uh, that I'd like to highlight. One, we have a, a rotation that we started um, shortly before COVID. Uh, we call it our Silver Service, and it's basically the um, so our gold service is our trauma service. And so the silver service is basically the trauma surgeon's elective practices. And so traditionally, that was kind of an orphan service. There wasn't a, necessarily a resident assigned to it. The, the trauma surgeons would just kind of, you know, gather residents as needed for assists in their ORs. And, and uh, it wasn't an official kind of teaching service. And so we've made it an official teaching service. And it's, it's actually um, a junior resident rotation where there is a, a PGY2 on that rotation and there's no senior on the rotation. So it's a really good opportunity for the junior residents to, to get help or, and practice running a service. Um, they are the first assist in all of the, you know, common open operations. They're doing, you know, reversal of Hartman's procedures. They're doing uh, hernia operations. They're doing cholecystectomies. They're doing that kind of stuff. And so they're the first assist. Uh, they get lots of good operative um, um, experience. And then they also do a bunch, a bunch of central lines on that service as well um, under Fluoro. Um, and so, you know, they, they come out of their 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 two or three month rotation on silver, really having a, a good grasp of how to put in central lines on the ward if it's needed. Uh, they can they can you know um, do a, a laparoscopic cholecystectomy start to finish. They can do a lot of hernias, a lot of that stuff. And so it really gives them the confidence for when they get into a more senior role that that they know how to to run a service. That's fantastic. What do you, uh, the graduates typically do uh, after completing general surgery in, in, at the University of Manitoba? What's kind of the split community? What kind of fellowships do people go on to do? So I would say that probably um, probably about 80% are doing fellowships and about 20% aren't doing fellowships. Now, some of the people doing fellowships are still intending on doing community um, uh, practice. They just, you know, maybe want a little bit of extra experience to bring to that community. So, um, for example, you know, we've got people that want to just do a, a little bit of extra breast uh, so that when if they're going to a community that has a breast focus, then they can take that breast knowledge with them. Um, uh, so this year we have someone doing a breast fellowship. We have somebody doing a minimally invasive fellowship. Uh, we have somebody doing a trauma fellowship. Um, we have somebody going directly into community practice in one of our kind of peripheral um, uh, towns just outside of Winnipeg here. Um, so it's it's uh, it's it's varied. People are um, you know they're they're getting the fellowships that they want, which is which is great. Um, but not everybody wants to do a fellowship, and the people that don't want a fellowship are are they're able to go and find it and get good jobs that they enjoy. Yeah, it seems like people are coming out well trained and uh, and going and are well equipped to go do whatever they want to do. If uh, if applicants are interested in doing research, what kind of opportunities are there for for um, prospective residents to be able to do research either formally through some sort of program or or informally during the course of the residency program? So all of our residents are expected to uh, to do some sort of formal research during their training. Um, Dr. Hallowa, as you alluded to, is our research coordinator right now. So he uh, he's really good at getting the residents geared up with projects early on in PGY-1. 
Um, we have lots of staff that are involved in all various types of research, whether it's medical education or whether it is clinical research. Uh, we've got a few staff doing some actual, you know, benchtop um, basic science research as well. So that's available for our residents. Um, there is funding for uh, an additional year of, of uh, training if people want to do a master's. So there's a master's of, um, uh, master's of science and surgery program here at the University of Manitoba. And there's also the CIP program um, that the residents can apply to. That, that is a competitive uh, stream, obviously, that is shared amongst uh, other programs in the University of Manitoba, but that comes with a two-year uh, funding for the CIP program. So uh, research, no matter what, is, is required, but, but there is uh, an extra year that's funded and an extra two years that can be fun funded if they're, if they're successful in that application as well. Justin, sadly, I haven't had the opportunity to really live or spend, spend really any significant period of time in Winnipeg. Uh, is that where most of the uh, rotations will be for, uh, for residents that come through? Do they spend any time uh, elsewhere besides Winnipeg? So um, there are a few community sites that are uh, in and around Winnipeg that the residents can do their community surgery rotation in. Um, some of them will choose to do it in some of the community hospitals here in the city, but there are a few of the uh, more rural towns that are, you know, an hour, two hours, uh, even three hours away from Winnipeg that do um, accept residents. We've got a really good working relationship with the surgeons in those centers. And so uh, some of the residents will, will choose to go out to some of those locations as well. Um, there are uh, two main teaching sites here in the city, the Health Sciences Center in St. Boniface, and then our children's uh, hospital is attached to the Health Sciences Center, so it's kind of the same campus. Um, but uh, but there are, are other community hospitals that the residents can spend their, uh, their two or three month community rotation at. And for anyone who, who hasn't lived in Winnipeg, what's the city like? What, do, uh, what does Winnipeg have to offer uh, in terms of things to do outside the hospital? So, I mean, I think Winnipeg's great. Obviously, I'm a little biased because I live here. Um, I, I think Winnipeg gets a bit of a bad rap. It is, uh, I think it's kind of a hidden gem in, in Canada. Obviously, our winters are cold. Um, so, you know, in the winter, you just have to embrace it. Uh, but there's lots to do. Uh, we're a small, like we are a large city with a small city feel. Um, you know, population is, I think, around 760,000 people. Um, we have an NHL team, obviously we've got a CFL team. We've got professional soccer. We've got the ballet. We've got the, uh, the symphony orchestra There's lots of stuff. Um, I think the culinary scene in Winnipeg is, is actually fantastic. There is, uh, I think something like 1600 restaurants here. Um, uh, you know, great, great eating. There's chefs from all over the world that come in, uh, and open up restaurants. There is, um, festivals that happen in all four seasons. Uh, so if there's stuff that you like to do, there's always something available. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a good arts city. There's actually lots and lots of uh, the arts here in Winnipeg. So it's, it's really good. Yes. I, I, anybody who I know who has lived in Winnipeg or has gotten to visit Winnipeg has just uh, had nothing but good things to say. Um, so I think so residents will, will enjoy their time that um, spent living in Winnipeg. Yeah. And nothing um, beats the Winnipeg summer. The summers here are yeah. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, Doctor Varden. You you taken over from Doctor McKay uh, as of as of this year as a program director. Do you see any big changes coming to the program moving forward? Or do you think it's going to be really more of the same? Is there are there any perhaps uh, challenges that you see moving forward? Well, you know, I I I don't foresee any any 
challenges. Um, you know, we we went through our accreditation last year, uh, or I guess, well, yeah, last year, 2022 now. And uh, so we're fully accredited for the next eight years. So I think we made a lot of uh, really great improvements uh, leading into that accreditation um, that was uh, facilitated through with Dr. Mackay. I, I cannot take any credit for all the hard work that he did. Um, but he, you know, really got the program in, in what I think is fantastic shape. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually taking over the program at a really good point uh, with full accreditation. So, you know, I, I just started um, my role in October. So, um, you know, I've, I've got a few ideas of things that I'm hoping to, to do, but we've got a, a good foundation. And I think we've got a really good uh, lead into our next accreditation eight years from now. Well, I think the University of Manitoba program is lucky to have you as their program director. So um, I'm excited to see what uh, what comes out of the program in the next few years. Thank you. Uh, so again, thank you so much for your time. It's late in the evening there. And, and you know, thank you for, for spending the time with us and for all the hard work that you do <laughs> as a program director. Um, do you have any advice for uh, applicants uh, who are coming through this cycle, uh, whether specifically for their interviews, uh, with the University of Manitoba or more broadly and generally for their applications for general surgery this year? So I think, uh, you know, I, I look back to when I was going through CARMS and uh, even though it, it's getting further away every year, uh, it's still very fresh in my memory. And so, you know, in, in terms of advice that I could give, I think that really um, be yourself and, uh, you know, don't see it as people interviewing you, but also as you interviewing programs. I think that you know, every every potential resident wants to find a place that they can be proud to call home. And I think that every program uh, wants to get applicants that really want to be there. So I, I think that it's finding that good fit. It's, you know, a match of the, um, the place you want to be, the training that's offered, uh, the residents that you're going to be working with. I think all those all those things really need to come into play. I think that you're going to get excellent training any anywhere in Canada. All the programs are going to be fantastic. Everybody's going to have the ability to come out as a well-trained surgeon. It's uh, it's really you know those relationships that you're gonna that you're gonna foster in in your five years of training that I think is going to be really important as well. You've been listening to Cold Steel, the official podcast of the Canadian Journal of Surgery. If you like what you've heard please leave us a review on iTunes. We love to hear your thoughts, comments, and feedback. So send us an email at podcast.cjs at gmail.com or tweet at us at camjsurge. Thanks again.